In today's episode, the guys talk a lot of nonsense, so you're going to hear a lot about our weekend. And then we jump into some March Madness, do a Final Four recap and predictions for tonight, but you probably already all watched it last night. Um, we talked the Women's Final Four, which was a great ending to an awesome tournament. Uh, then we jump into the new NBA Players Agreement, and we have Minjon, the winner of the bracket pool, to talk UFC, the Masters, and listen to his picks for Saturday night. Really, the Pac-12 was awesome. What's going to happen to Bill Wallen? You separate the art from the artist. Oh, no! <laughs> You're transparent. You should never, ever do this to, like, now we're going to have Shaq and Ernie telling you, like, what you should be putting your money. <laughs> Guess the honor system isn't good enough for us. It's certainly not with this group. Nope. And, and Sean went to go grab an angry soda. I don't like him. The locker room doesn't like him. Uh, he's just a loser. Well, George does just bring down the ethics of our podcast quite a bit. All of the money yeah. is in me looking good. You're listening to the Loud and Uninformed Podcast. I like the fast, Sean. Is that turned into a forever thing? So Izzy definitely is more of a fan of the beard than just the pure stash. But uh and, Izzy's wrong. and you know what? When it's it's getting it's getting more like you can visible more because the sun's making my orange hair a little bit more vibrant. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little crooked. Like <laughs> it's more on the right side. There. Like your your left side, I think. At least it's more it's just it's just the yeah. sun. You're right. No, no, I think you're right. I do. A so little... you just need to touch it up a little. Is it more, or is it just weirdly darker? It I could be that too. Pasta, so there could be some sauce on it. What <laughs> but... side has a little marinara? Um, but no, gee, that's a good call out. I need to fix this up. Thank God, this is an audio podcast. Oh, uh, but yeah, uh, we're we're putting that on the TikTok. Yeah, but the clips always end up on TikTok. I know. And I'm so like, man, I'm one of these is just randomly going to get 100,000 views, and I'm going to have not shaved for four days. Yeah, it's going to be when we look the grimiest. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so grimy. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the, the listeners that eagerly await our TikToks. I've been a little slammed by No, that is, uh, that, that's okay. That's I think, good. honestly, I think they needed a break for a second. That's fair. I was going to make one for the 30 for 30 segment. I thought that one was fun. But besides that, that actually, I mean, but that one's great because it's not time constrained at all. We could put that out five True. months from now and it would be just as good. True. Are y'all moving? Maybe. Me? Um, yeah. So my house at our lease is up at the end of June. So we're having And Dan's a- going to fucking London. Yep. Dan's out to London. He's just going to be in, in mass for a bit, but he's, he's heading out to London. Um, my other wonderful roommates are figuring it out, and I'm most likely. Well, I'm also kind of figuring it out because yeah. my girlfriend, my girlfriend's now going to Thailand for five months for an internship. Which what? Is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So we were we were planning oh, on we were planning on moving in together, which we still want, want to once she gets back. So, but, that, <laughs> but, but unfortunately, when moving in together means moving to Thailand, I'm right. Gonna right. <laughs> so it kind of just puts my timeline in whack. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna go home? Looking like it. I'd like to get like a beach house for a month. Anybody can a, a little podcast studio at the beach. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what beach would you be considering? Probably like a Jersey, Jersey Shore. 
Probably Jersey Shore because I mentioned my basic operations. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll def I'll I'll uh we'll have to come have. Oh a my god, that would be the best thing never happened to us. We <laughs> haven't all been together since we started this. No, like, I, 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 uh, I don't know if I've laid eyes on your flesh and blood since we started this. <laughs> no, I, I I see him too much. I don't want to see him in front. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh well. It was good. Okay. Oh, just so you fellows know, we have two female listeners who occasional female that have outed themselves really as you do in dc i was at a nice brunch saturday obviously uh, a good friend of mine ab patel was visiting town so sat I down saw that. i saw the her. white house thing looked very cool yeah i didn't go to that that was no. that was a brunch hour um <laughs> but, but amy and bella shout out Really, no listeners would not have imagined that in awesome. a million years. Shout out Amy and Bella. Let's go. Bella Bella said she just likes the banter. She doesn't understand what we're talking about, but she just enjoys the banter. I've always said I've always been a big proponent. <laughs> turn up the banter, turn down the sports. I don't know why we're even pretending. Well, I was trying to see how far into this episode we could go without even mentioning a, a ball of some sorts that goes. I think that we should we should start moving into that kind of like like the like the TikTok alpha podcasts where we just talk about like what what women should be allowed to say like i i think we'd end like up Andrew Tate. yeah yeah exactly but but like lighter version like uh like kind of more of the the who are the who are those guys like the nelk boys or is that a person like yeah like dude perfect that kind of light dude perfect yeah those guys i don't know if there's a line that. connecting dude perfect and andrew tate i don't know if they're i don't know if they're different degrees of the same coin but I, i'd rather hang out with uh dude perfect than andrew tate in my opinion but uh yeah but that's just like a random comparison like of course you would <laughs> also if i could just hang out with neither of them that would be preferred you don't want to hang out with the dude perfect dude perfect. no they're too cringe they're a little old at this point because when you think about it they were putting those out when we were like eight they've made so like an unbelievable amount of money yeah they're on thursday remember thursday night football they do like they cut away to dude perfect doing stuff on thursday night football now there's the whole dude perfect stream how are they making so much money who's paying them well they make they make money from youtube um i don't know money do you really make off of just like views on youtube is it a lot should we be doing that uh, I think it's a decent amount, but we don't get nearly like they have like 20 million subscribers or something crazy like that. So, Gene, you're telling me if we just started filming ourselves throwing basketballs off of roofs into hoops, we could get 20 million subscribers? Yes. But Actually, I tried that. Turns out I tried harder game than it looks. Do you not have the patience for it? No. When I, when I was like 12, me and my uh, me and my neighbor. And and dear friend Bryce uh, made made a pretty epic sports mixtape that got probably ninety seven views on YouTube. We really thought that was our ticket. We made merch. You made merch. We made merch when we were like twelve. We made merch for this, and we've been doing this for twenty weeks. Yeah, we've been doing this for actually like a surprisingly long time. I've been committed longer than almost anything else in my life. I'm thrilled that it's still going on. I did not see it going. I thought this was going to be like two or three times, and then we stalled out. To be honest, this is more like catharsis for the three of us than anything else at this point. I'm surprised the listeners have uh, have stuck around. It hasn't grown much, but man, we don't have a retention issue on this podcast. No, no. We don't look at the metrics. I do all the metrics. We've definitely grown. 
Have we? Hooray! I have not <laughs> taken a single look at the match. over here. Well, Jeeb, I shouldn't throw you in here. You haven't said anything. Skyler over here has just has such pessimism with this podcast. He thinks we still have like three listeners. Pessimism? It's not <laughs> pessimism. Every for the last 15 weeks, anytime we have a guest, they go, Don't worry, there's only 10 listeners. Wow. Is it grown? Are we up there in numbers? I, I've never looked at the metrics. We, you we, have some hits. we have some hits, but you know, you, we always- you told me the day that I signed on, you said you're gonna be nothing more than a pretty face in a zoom box. If you ask a question about metrics, I swear to God, I will have you back on the curb as, as quickly as I found you. That that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> they both chuckle because they both had those threats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, all right. The sports ball. I'm I'm Let's thinking I'm thinking a little little uh we're gonna have Min John. He won the pool, the bracket pool. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The one guy we've had on multiple times ended up winning our bracket pool. I think we spent the first 15 minutes of his segment just shaming him. I know. So I assume we're going to talk some UFC, but I also said he will have the floor so we can talk what he wants to talk. Awesome. Um, but for now, I want to talk a little March Madness. What did you guys think of the, the weekend games? I thought they were awesome. Well, I thought one was awesome. One was kind of whatever. UConn's good. UConn has not played an entertaining game yet. No, 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 no. So I am not holding out a whole lot of hope for tonight. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, I would say the San Diego State uh, FAU game was awesome and a great a great shining show for mid-major basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I like the San Diego State team. I think I've said it before. It just feels a little wait, no, you were on them from the start. You had a uh, San Diego. No, wait, that was Kansas State. Sorry. Yeah. No, it was I, I, I it was <laughs> Kansas State. But when Kansas State lost. They, I, I transitioned to San Diego State, and they sure. won. Um, so I'm it's thrilled. Been the right wave. It's been the right wave to ride. I thought that guy at the end of the game was going to run out of time. It looked like he had no idea what oh, was happening. Oh, and oh, just, yeah. just rose up from the corner and hit it. That's a really difficult shot, too, from the side of the court, rising it's also, up. Like it's, it's not like he's going towards his – like he's right-handed. So Really? What I, what I thought was I was surprised he could get to that spot. With such little resistance, I guess you don't want to foul and you would rather live with the result. But I mean, uh, how far was he? A 10 foot jumper? He was, but I'm saying the angle. Like it's a bad jumper. angle, but yeah. I mean, that's like uh they yeah. are they are college players in the final four. So you know it's a little easier than me on the blacktop, but but uh, <laughs> I just I and do you think he got to that spot because he looks so panic and UConn was like, Oh, this guy's freaking out. <laughs> let him just let him dribble around and then run it out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh maybe. Did you see how close he was to stepping out of bounds, too? Yeah. yeah he was, that would have been an awful way for the game to end. That was a really good game. I was actually – I was at the Nationals game right before that and ended up watching it on the rooftop at one of the places over there. Is it Dakota? Cool. Yeah, Dakota's over there. Dakota, that's the place? All right, yeah. Um, I was on that roof, and and it was, it was really fun to watch that in a big crowd because the people went crazy when he hit it. Um, Sorry, the Nationals was, didn't go well for you. No, the Nationals game was like, oh, it was. Uh, I was wearing my Braves hat and some like, oh, okay, yeah, some some like real big, probably like fifty year old Braves fan came up to me and he was like, "Hey, brother, ninety five chip chip hat, that's pimp," and like gave me a fist bump. I was like, "Thanks, man, it is pimp." 
Um, but yeah, the tornado came in like right at the end or whatever those winds were and like blue garbage all over the field and stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, great game. Excited for tonight. Anyone who's listening to this now already knows the result. So should we? Yeah, we should make a bold prediction that will be quickly shut down. Look bad. I'm going to take UConn in the spread. I think it's like seven and a half. And I think that they're going to walk into a national title. Yeah. Maybe not that bold. I have already financially committed myself to (laughs) San Diego State in the spread, and I'm going to sprinkle my money. Yeah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I I think I'm going to have to agree with Sean here. I mean, UConn just looks so good. Um, And, yeah, it says minus seven is uh, the line I'm seeing right now. I think I'm going to give them the points, too. I will say, though, have you guys been following that guy who put the money on – San Diego State 71 70 to 1 before the tournament started to win it all. Wow. I kind of yeah. just want that guy to win. Yeah, it was like uh one of the like larger Hey, how much money? Are we talking like 10 bucks like I put on Richmond? I don't Washington? know. I don't know that I've <laughs> ever actually seen a figure, but he's like uh he was like a gambling influencer. I think you brought him up last podcast where you I like, think I did. And here we go. We can being alive. I'll get you some numbers. If he ends up winning, I'll I'll run you some numbers. I'm sure we'll see it if he ends up winning. I'm sure we will. I'm sure that you will not be able to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for all uh, the crazy tickets. But yeah, the real uh, uh, tournament games I really wanted to talk about were these women's games. And not only the incredible Iowa performance to beat South Carolina, but then, man, have you guys been on social media today? Yeah. It's all about war. I think it's getting blown out of proportion, but I think it's great for women's basketball. Great for the sport. This is so I'm good. Saying, Jeep, this was your theory. That, yeah. Mercy is good for any sport. Yeah. <laughs> and here it is. And uh, so who's going to take the controversial side and said that she was acting unsportsmanlike on this podcast? Because I'm. Oh, not. I will. She was- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, if you want, you know, that she won, she can do whatever she wants. But mm-hmm. when she's chasing after her for 15 seconds, doing the like multiple times, did the ring thing, did the face thing. And it was like over the top. If you're doing it in the game where it's tied, fine. That's one thing. But it was way over the top. And it just got to the point where it was kind of cringy. And so, she again, she won. She can do it if she wants to. But people are going to not like that. And also, I think most of America was rooting for Iowa just because of the story. Yeah. Like the team wasn't that good. They were very much underdogs led by this one absolute superstar. And I'm I'm actually, I've never said this before. I'm looking forward to what she does in the WNBA. Like she's still got another year. Oh, I didn't realize she's not. Oh yeah. They both do. I believe. Yeah. I I know the LSU girl does. um, Angel. But I, I do think people are overreacting about it, but I think the overreaction is, ideal like it's it's exactly yeah. what women's basketball needs so yeah i wouldn't go so far as to call her like classless and all that stuff that i've seen which is like definitely definitely over the top but i'm surprised she didn't get a technical like she was like following her around for a considerable well, amount of time Kim the was, it was it was the end of the game time was running out but like i was a little surprised like normally you can't uh, usually, especially in college sports, I feel like they draw the line for like taunting somebody at like when you're like doing it at them versus kind of like in passing. And she was not only like doing it at her, but then like she turned like Caitlin Clark turned around and walked a different direction and Angel Reese just followed her right along. Keep going. So, I mean, I think, again, 
great for the sport. Love the passion. Love the whole thing. Surprised she didn't get a T. Really thought she she might, and especially when I saw the replay. And then there's the Kim Mulkey thing too, where she ran into the ref and didn't get a T. Like, and then she was Clark the, obviously the got the T when she just threw the ball away. But I also she think that I have biased. I have some biased glasses on because I love watching Caitlin Clark play. She is such a bucket. Kim Mulkey should have got a T for whatever she was wearing that like golden suit. <laughs> Well, she did that all year. In fact, like that was the thing is I didn't know a single LSU player before, like even till after the game, I, I I didn't really know anybody. Now I know Angel Reese, obviously, but only because she was shit talking. But it they was were the better team. Let's like the score reflected that they blew them out. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a much better team. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they couldn't do anything. But South Carolina was a much better team too, in theory. Sure. That is true. Didn't have much trouble with them. So Angel Reese is a uh, local. She's a DMV gal. Um, and she was originally at Maryland, and her brother's current. Do you guys remember when Maryland played the guy with the ugliest free throw shot you could yeah. ever see? Yeah. That's, her That's her brother. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they were both Maryland people. I think I think that their mom, I might be wrong here, super uninformed, but I think that their mom was like a Maryland basketball legend. So it was like all the kids were supposed to go to Maryland. Angel went for like a year or two. They missed the tournament, and she was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And good, good for her, honestly. She's a lot of fun to watch. She has some really good videos when she's playing. I think it either, I think it was at Dykeman in New York, like street ball. And, and she was just down there swatting shots and doing the whole thing. It was really fun to watch. I See, saw those highlights. Caitlin Clark could have transferred too when her team wasn't good. And instead she chose to stick in her hometown. And that's why I think a lot of people like Caitlin Clark and are mad at Angel Reese, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think people like her because she hangs like 40 and shoots from like 35 feet away. You know, I think that's why people like her. Yeah, Caitlin Clark, like, I don't dislike her game. Obviously, I think she'll be cool. Like, she could change women's basketball, but it's the highest scoring final ever. (laughs) She broke the points record for a tournament. So clearly something she's doing is a little revolutionary for women's game. Um, But I like the LSU team. Yeah. Because the LSU team, like – I don't watch a ton of women's sports, so I might be a little ignorant when I say this. But the LSU team kind of reminded me more of like a Jordan Mamba mentality team where they're like, we're here to win basketball games. And like, we love the game of basketball. That's what we're caring about. And that's the kind of vibe I got from the LSU team. Whereas Iowa, it was like, uh, Caitlin Clark's awesome. And she like has that great Mamba mentality. But the rest of the team is kind of like, it's great to be here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was like an interestingly constructed team. I did forget the other thing I, I did want to mention about the LSU thing that I thought made the ending a little more weird, too, was the chatter before the game where they were like, the way that Iowa was guarding South Carolina is disrespectful to us. Yeah, that was weird. I, I didn't and understand. Then after the game, Angel <laughs> Reese said, like, the reason that she did it was because she, like, doesn't take disrespect lightly. And I was like, I don't really know that that's, that's, that tracks all the way. I'm like, if that's what you got, it's the great, like, uh, like Alabama when they win a national championship. Like, Nobody believed in us. Everybody told us that we were going to lose. It's like, who? Who told you that? You guys made that up to motivate yourselves. But, hey, it works. But I must say, the most electric player in women's college basketball, maybe second now that Caitlin Clark's really exploded, didn't even play this year. His page backers tore ACL and she was on the sideline. Next year, this women's tournament is going to be on fire. There's so many good women that are going to be in it. 
And Aaliyah Boston's gone. South Carolina is probably not going to be as good as they have been in the past. It's going to be much more equitable. There's a lot of stars on maybe less good teams like Haley Van Lith on Louisville. That's going to be really fun. I think next year is if this wasn't women's college basketball exploding, we're going to see it next year. And I it's did going to not. Be- yeah, I did not know you were this in the weeds. I. I've never been historically, but I loved Haley Van Lith had one of the best high school hoop mixtapes like ever a few years ago. And so did Paige Beckers. So I was always a really big fan of them. She's think, the Louisville girl, right? She's the Louisville girl. She's the one, she's the one that started talking shit to the girl, like the Texas girl that was in line. Yeah. Was well, it seemed like the Texas girl was talking shit to her, but yeah, yeah. She's just talking back. Uh, Flaujay, who's the point guard, the true freshman point guard for LSU. She's nasty. Man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really, really, really fun. I'm. This is what uh, women's basketball needed. I, I've always been a big proponent of women's basketball, and, man, they just needed a little juice, and they got it. And the platform. Let's get it right. Like they, I I would rather have, like, as the fan that's going to watch the men's game tonight at 9.20 p.m. tip-off Eastern time on a Monday. Yeah. What I would have rather have had the men's game on Sunday. But I'm glad the women got it because that was the right platform for it. Everybody watched. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like – and that's part of it too, is them actually getting the right platform, getting the ESPN one and two and not just ESPN plus streaming yeah. and everything, like accessibility and watching. Well, and I think I think it's it's a money talks thing, you know. Uh, people watch, ESPN pours more money in. More people watch, more money, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's great for everything. Yeah. Uh can we talk about that, about the 920 start time for the fucking <laughs> national championship? Dude, it's the same <laughs> thing with football. What is college? men's sports doing <laughs> it, it should be football should be saturday and i understand why they don't have it saturday but they could have it sunday they could have it there there are a lot of different times they can't have it sunday nfl's on sunday listen they can do people it people are watching there's nfl there's nfl that there's nfl that saturday that would fall on national championship weekend i would i think a lot of people would watch the college football national title if there was two names in it you know, obviously, if like TCU this year maybe not drew the national audience, but like there's names in the national title, but college bat- football game, I'm more interested in that than a uh, unless that's playoffs. That is NFL playoffs. Maybe I'm not as interested. No, I don't think it is. I don't. I don't. I think it's still regular season. It's still regular season. A week no, after regular season, season ends like week first week of the year. Yeah. I got to cut everything I said because I looked like an idiot. I fe- I realized I was an idiot as I was speaking. It had it had to it has to be intentional, right? Like, there's got to be some reason that they're doing it. I mean, maybe it's, it's so that West Coast like, let's, uh, let's do it on a Monday. But it's not like they're just pulling that out of the hat, right? Like, there's got to be some sort of market research that's saying like this is the time to do it. It might alienate some group on the East Coast, but like that's worth it for a total. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I can't imagine ESPN's just stupid or it's CBS, right? Well, what if they moved it a week ahead, like they they did the semi in December, and then had the main one on New Year's? Like, oh, now you're talking about college football. Oh, I agree with that. Wait, what were you talking? We're talking about tonight. I mean, <laughs> the thing that's going on right now. All right. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. But this is it's valuable. It's it's all good. No, but they could have easily done like the women's game at three thirty, and then had the men's game like seven or eight. But they wanted the final four games to be on Saturday. Yeah, 
I just don't know why it's not at like eight o'clock. You know, even that, like that would be fine. These I games think it's for California people, because starting it at five on the West Coast, like people are getting off work. They live in California. They're not working. Oh, that's they're true. On, Nobody they're works on the beach in their flip flops. Yeah. Care about they're, they're over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. All right. Monday night football. I was looking at the football ratings time slot wise it's actually the second best time slot so maybe there is some speaking to sunday night football is the number one time slot and monday night is two yeah so maybe being in prime time is so because it's the only thing on i mean i can't i kind of get that factor but 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 9 20 on a monday night is just ridiculous yeah well i mean it's gonna end at the same time as like an 8 20 start time for a football game right yeah, but it's, it's I don't want to <laughs> I barely make it to halftime of football games some Mondays. Yeah, like, I'm a tired guy right now. Yeah. I'm a sleepy boy. Yeah. I'm exhausted. And it, like it's not gonna end until probably after 12, because you know championship games, they're gonna draw everything out, like have a big halftime show. There's gonna be one out of bounds play at the end of the game that's clearly off on San Diego State, and they're gonna to go to the video board and review it for 15 minutes. No, there's gonna be like we're gonna to have to watch Rihanna be in, in nine hours of painful labor for the halftime show. Jeez. <laughs> um yeah, we can go to, we can kind of wrap it there on the on the college basketball talk. I think I think we've got in We've got him what we need to what we need to say. Skyler maybe a little more than he than he meant to say, but uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should yeah, let's uh, keep it going. All right, some uh, some more around the horn stuff till uh till we get Minge up on here. Um did you guys see the new CBA for the college basketball uh, not college, sorry, for the NBA and the players association that will yes. bring in as soon as 2023-24 the midseason tournament. And yep. they actually doing it in a format we never even thought of. And I kind of like it. It's pool play, and all the games except for the final of the midseason tournament count as regular season games. That's brilliant. So I don't know they how got the, they got the smart ones working in the league office over there. Or who proposed that? How does that work? Do they sit down and hash it out? I guess Adam Silver just reads fan mail until he oh, finds yeah. a person he likes. Probably listening to the podcast right now, figuring out how much we like it. We love it, Adam. Yeah. We, oh, it's stupid. It complicates <laughs> things. <laughs> Just cut out like 20 games. We don't need a stupid uh, what, well, so the owners the owners will never agree to cutting out games because that's lost revenue. I understand that. But it's not the like they revenue out the stadium every night anyways. Yeah, my question with the lost revenue piece is at what point is having a better product just better for the health of the league and like will eventually lead to higher average so revenue? I, I don't I think you guys are overvaluing, like increasing the product. You know how expensive NBA tickets are right now. Like they're the most expensive. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like TV deals, like ESPN's highest watched NBA game this year was topped by a lot of the women's finals. And all of them, they're going to buy. And I get what you're saying. Maybe their money can go up, but like the owners are getting a lot of revenue directly from ticket sales. Well, I think it's just that they're going to, you know, most of the owners are going to die within the next like three years. So they don't really care about like the long-term health of the league. They want to see what you can make next year. I Maybe, but I mean, like <laughs> if, if Josh Harris isn't going to move all of his money now into the commanders, because it looks like he's going to own the team. He's the yeah. sixth, He committed to a billion dollar stadium in downtown Philadelphia to be open in 2033. So, I mean, like 
I I still think the stadium and all the sales and every concessions and like shopping, like especially these brand new basketball arenas that are more like malls (laughs) than they are just to watch their arenas. I still think that's so important. And it's just like any storefront, getting people through the door is the most important thing because they'll buy once they're there. That Uh, is true. And I do think the product needs to improve. Like I don't get me wrong. I think load managers is a bad thing, which in the new CBA, you are disqualified from any major like season awards if you do not play more than 65 games. Would that affect anybody who's uh, in the MVP race right now? I think Embiid and Giannis would be disqualified. So it would just fall to Jokic. God forbid we ask the NBA players to play basketball. God forbid. <laughs> No, but Embiid's Embiid's played 64, so he'll end up being fine for it. Giannis. See, but this is like, it's like the Thursday night thing that's going on in the NFL. How many? They'll both sneak into it. He got 62, Embiid's got 64, so they'll both both get over the the threshold. But also, I I don't know if that fixes load management. We'll see, because also it's like, a lot of the guys that load manage the hardest don't care about the awards whatsoever. Yeah, Kawhi's not winning an MVP anyways because he's LeBron. Out. LeBron yeah. doesn't anymore. Like those guys, Durant doesn't care about MVP. He got one. Um, but I don't know. Like even if you got rid of like six games out of the year, you probably could eliminate a lot of back to backs. And I don't know that you'd see like a massive ding in revenue. And I don't know that that even wouldn't be offset by the fact that you get him beat every night versus him sitting out voluntarily for some of the games i don't know I, i'm surprised I, it's not a bigger part of the conversation i just i just don't think any owners because guess what they're going to get that tv deal the league's talent is only getting better and better they're talking about expanding with two new teams which just means even more but the owners are only one piece of it i don't understand how that's not the the owners are the whole piece they're the they're ones the one, they're one side of the table and then you have the players the basketball does have the strongest player association, but at the yeah, same time, very point, strong players association, and they'll lock out. They don't give a shit. <laughs> who's paying the players? It's true, but I mean, I think <laughs> like if you look at LeBron, he's getting paid a lot more by the open market than he is by. Do you uh, think? Do you think Joel Embiid? Who are the faces of the NBA right now? Giannis, Embiid, LeBron, still Jokic, Durant. Like those those guys are like yeah. their faces. Only one of those guys plays like seventy five games a year. Do you think? Do you think the players really wanted to increase this game limit to 65 games? Because I don't think Embiid, Giannis, or any of those guys would have been. I think that I think that they were talking about a way to help control load management. And I would imagine that like LeBron is the VP of the Players Association, a guy like Chris Paul. I bet that they were like, you know, I, I don't think that they would necessarily be upset with that kind of kind of minimum being placed. I'm just surprised that that has not been a more consistent part of the conversation. That's all. You know what we need? We need a Saudi-funded basketball league to compete with the NBA. Because look at what it's done to the PGA Tour. Why does it have to be Saudi-funded? Because they're the only country that will shell out billions of dollars, which they know they won't get their return of investment back Well, did you also hear the other – part of the cba that's coming into the cap smoothing so now they're going to punish teams which it, it would only affect right now i think the warriors and maybe the suns whoever, whoever the second highest payroll is they're now actually going to punish people for going ridiculously over the luxury tax oh so 
mean, it, it, be, you shouldn't, I, I think the luxury, ta- I think, yeah. Well, yeah. basketballs is always interesting because you could never sign anybody over the salary cap anyways. It's definitely the strictest salary cap. Like baseballs doesn't exist. And then even in football, you can really restructure the crap out of everything. Yeah. Right. But I think with basketball, there's been a Problem lot. I was of- re-signing guys you already had. Exactly. Like yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Creating this never-ending dynasty, but they kind of fumbled the bag with uh, Wiseman. But, uh, yeah, not a great pick. Um, but it will have to force them to, which I think they'll probably be happy with already, is letting Green go. Draymond Green is probably not going to be a warrior next year. Yeah. Um, but I love that because I conference. think that penalizes teams that draft well. I think there's a branch, though, because remember they brought in Kevin Durant to win two titles as well? That is true. <laughs> so, I mean, like, Durant even the team that drafted well, yeah. Kevin Durant. So. Yeah, you, you single-handedly flipped my opinion with just, like, three words. That's yeah. uh yeah, no, that's actually a very smart idea. You so, basically choose to hold on to your homegrown talent and not go out, and that's that's a good point. Right. So I mean, like, there's a give and take, and I, I I don't hate all these, but I do. I read it as, and maybe maybe you think differently. I thought this was a very owner friendly CBA agreement. Yeah. Player one. Now I I don't think they've released the whole thing, and I've only read the hot articles that give you the three big things, which are the three things I mentioned. But yeah. Um, could be interesting. I, I also saw right before we got on here, a Boston Globe article that said like how the new CBA will change Jalen Brown's contract for the Celtics. So as a Sixers fan, I'm hoping that means poorly, but <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of reports that he's going to be a Houston rocket. Uh, he's been, he's, I don't, I can't tell if he's doing the classic NBA player being like right before he gets renegotiations. Like I could see myself elsewhere or if he actually wants to leave. Cause you know, like, Harden already did that with the Sixers, where he's like, "I really want to end up in Houston." Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah when, I'm, when I'm 60 and I own a real estate development company there. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time, but it will be. <laughs> yeah, because all of this is off that report that Jalen Brown was like, "I don't know if I want to retire Celtic." Right. Right. Well, I I think if he if he actually does want to leave, a large part of it came from all that KD stuff, like. I would be a little butthurt if people wanted me to get traded. And I, I, all the Celtics fans I know didn't want him to get traded. They didn't want to deal with giving up. But it, this wasn't even the one. This was one that probably resurfaced it. It was the offseason one that was a lot closer where it was like on the table. Yeah. And he like apparently went to the office and was like had a meeting with Brad Stevens and Jason Tatum. And it was very clearly like a Jason Tatum and Brad Stevens are the mob bosses. And it's like. Oh, Jalen Brown. Yes. 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 Hello. Welcome in. Yes. Talk oh, yeah. to us, like, the Boston Celtics. Like he came to the realization that he's a growing, budding superstar, but he can never be the superstar in Boston. And now it's whether he wants that or not. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tough because I mean, I think the I think the real trajectory there is you go in a you go in a chip and then you can do whatever the hell you want. Well, that's the thing. They went to the finals. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals, what, like five or six times? So many times, yeah. People talk about the Sixers as losers. The Sixers don't even get close. The Celtics are the biggest losers in basketball. They've they've made the Eastern Conference Finals how many times in the last couple of years? <laughs> they're, they're, they're the biggest losers because of how much further they go in the playoffs. An idol of mine, Ricky Bobby, once said, if you ain't first, you're last. So guess what? The Celtics are like the rest of us all at the bottom of the standings at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People told me when the Eagles lost, banners are the only thing that matters. <laughs> I didn't say that. 
no, but um, because it's not true. <laughs> I'll, I'll hop off my uh, my hater horse for a second here. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what the CBA will do and what it actually looks like. I want to learn more about the play in tournament. What's the incentive? Yep. I do I do like that they're melding it with the regular season because I think that will help a little bit with load manage as well because. Yes, you know, if you're in, good to if add you're in, a whole more games in for yeah. play, and that would have been a problem. Yeah, but um, we'll see. I actually think because basketball players to me are the are the biggest. Like, I just love the sport so much because like basketball is the most lovable if you're a player kind of yeah. sport. I think they'll get into it, like the mentality of going out and winning. We, do we know what the incentives are yet? No, but that's uh. They just said it could arrive as early as 23-24, which probably makes me think it won't come till 25-26. But <laughs> but they know it's going to be pool play and that it's going to be part of the regular season. That's cool. Yeah, I think the semis and the finals, you said? I think, yeah, I think – Are not going to be regular season games? Yeah, those will be – no, only the final. So there'll be one – there'll be two teams that play 83 games. Let's uh Let's go around the horn real quickly before we get kicked off this Zoom call and give me one – prize that money couldn't buy that you could dangle for these nba players um a mint condition uh that's a tough one we might have to come back on the next zoom call (laughs) hey maybe that's a good uh instagram question i'll go i'll go sitting out and not getting injured so that you can compete in the finals (laughs) Yeah, the next year, you're still eligible for the MVP, but you don't have to play 65 games. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That is, that a, is good a good one. one. Yeah. No, that could I think that good. Adam Silver makes every person on the team a beaded necklace that says, you're, you're a champion. I love that. I love that. That'll be nice. Back on again. Somehow, this guy just weasels his way in. Won the bracket pool. Congratulations. Even though the final hasn't tipped off yet, our boy Nick Manjone is walking away with all the money. Um, I can't believe you won it picking Purdue as your as your bracket winner. That's absolutely atrocious. But it just shows I believe up. you were on the show after you made that pick, and we were laughing at you. Yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? Everyone laughing at me back then. I stopped paying attention to the bracket weeks ago, and then last week I looked and I was like. Oh my God! No one has anyone any points left. No one can get any points. Just how crazy of a year it was. But um, UConn's dominating. Follow through, dominating. With letting you have your own segment on the show, um, of course we're gonna request that you also talk a little UFC because there's a big fight this weekend. But any other subjects you want to talk, by all means, um, well, we will be withholding the money. Um, because this year's been too crazy, we think you had something to do with fixing games. So we're gonna keep the well, money. Well, I did. <laughs> never specified i wasn't allowed to do that yeah that wasn't in the rule book <laughs> so yeah so the floor is yours what, what would you like to discuss today um we we can chop we can chop ufc for most of it but uh, i want to you guys might have already talked about this but um i got a couple locks for the listeners tonight let's uh it's not going to be posted in time unfortunately Sean work can team work team. on some socials for us. Yeah. San Diego State <laughs> plus six and a half. San Diego State money line. Lock it in. All right. Whoa, that was a pick earlier. Love it. Our money's I on San Diego. 
Sharp Money was also on uh, LSU yesterday too. So hmm. I, uh, I think I think I might sprinkle a little on the money line just to make it an interesting watch. You should. Well, I don't know if I'll be watching it. Nine twenty p.m. start. What are we doing? <laughs> We've already complained about that. <laughs> we spent probably ten minutes of the first segment complaining about the nine twenty start time. In, in the in classic loud and uninformed, uh, in the uninformed part of it, can someone tell me why they do that? <laughs> we literally had a ten minute conversation. <laughs> we didn't know why. <laughs> we so. The you best, the best informed take we had is I just Googled quickly NFL uh, prime time, like what gets the most ratings and Monday night second. So maybe they just left Mondays for that reason. <laughs> and I was saying, I think it's going to end at the same time that like Monday night football does. So. Mm. Nine o'clock used to be like the prime time slot for like television. 820 would have been nice. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would have preferred 620, but... 7.30. Like, I get the There's There's a 0%, 0% chance I see my bet through tonight. So, hopefully I wake up with some cash in my FanDuel account and in my Venmo from the pool. That's true. Yeah, and the five minutes between our, our recording segments, and I didn't say this when we were last talking about the start time, why didn't they just stack the women's and the men's game? That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would actually cool. would have been awesome. Oh, man. That would be awesome. That would have been cool. But then I feel like it would have been a little bit like, the women's games an appetizer like it's like the prelims and the ufc card i feel like that's not right give them their own day you can switch the games each year flip flop them can i be honest with you guys please going to watch the women's game i did not know it was on that early (laughs) 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 i watched the the iowa south carolina sit down with your beer and plate of wings at six o'clock and you turn on the tv (laughs) i looked at my phone it was 102.85 already so i'm like all right (laughs) maybe next year (laughs) oh man i I watched out i was uh i made a i made a day of it really yeah i love is this the, you guys think this is this got to be the most viewed uh, women's tournament of all time? Definitely, yeah. by a lot. Um, it was also the highest scoring. We 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 gave a little segment. I mean, it looks like women's basketball next year. Skylar gave God good points. There's a lot of superstars on women's basketball, especially when yeah. UConn's best player gets healthy next year. So I mean, it, it could be fun to watch next year. You know, a bold bold claim that's not actually that bold is that women's basketball has way more star power right now than men's college basketball, which has virtually none. That's that's honestly potentially true. Let's yeah. do a full segment um with us four men talking about how we can fix the WNBA guys. There you go. Get that's the smart. ratings up. Get them paid more. Get the ratings up. It could have been a woman on here, but you did something very unfair. <laughs> oh, it could have been Jeeves' mom, but instead she can have my spot. This is my. <laughs> <US>. <laughs> no. we're, we're... <laughs> I think uh, I think the WNBA problem honestly starts with a lack of stars. So I think uh, that problem's going to fix itself in a couple of years, hopefully. Yeah, you got Mark in there. Yeah. I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier. I think it's both as equally opportune of getting a platform to actually play. Like, what, yeah. is, the, what is the WNBA on? ESPN. It's on ESPN and ESPN2. And yeah. ABC. They're, they're, they, they have the platform. <laughs> You know what the other one is? The other one is going to be gambling. If people really start gambling oh. for women's basketball, and it's in the summer. It's they 
Kirk I was about to say that. Yeah, it's in a different season. Yeah, people I are going to – you know what? This year might be the year. This is really the first year of, like, widespread legal gambling, it feels like. Well, I think there are also advantages right. to exploit. Right. Hold, hold up. I got I to gotta stop it right there. There is no ABC WNBA game. There's one. I've seen one on the schedule so far. You know what they're most common besides ESPN2 is? Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Facebook Live. And then there's like the NBA TV, but the women's version. So don't give me that they have the platform. No, that's right. <laughs> I've seen them on ABC. NBA games are, are not public, like nationally streamed for they the don't numbers. they don't have the, the platform they put the game at 2 30 p.m on a sunday i i didn't know it was on yeah that yeah. is true. i mean that, that's what i mean it's got to come from both ends though yeah i i think it does come from both ends but but, but the the women the good women right now they're definitely fun to watch if you really like basketball but they do not bring the entertainment value of to like non-basketball fans like brianna stewart and sabrina ionescu great players not necessarily can't miss television like i would argue some of these other women are so hopefully soon is the is the um girl on lsu um gonna be in the WNBA as well is she, she will but she's not she's still got more years in college oh, okay. is there one and done in, in uh women's basketball or no no they all graduate for the most part okay um, so it's, uh, it's going to be Aaliyah Boston's going to go number one overall. Um, and then Maryland's point guard. Uh, oh, so Caitlin Clark's going to play another year. Yeah. Caitlin Clark's got another year. Paige Becker's got another year. Haley Van Litt's got another year. Everybody that was like notable from this tournament is going to be back, which is very cool. Besides that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Something to look forward to next year. I'll, That's I'll actually an advantage they have over men's college basketball right now. Consistency. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look at too. There was those those two girls in Miami who are making millions. Twins. They're making millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. they're like uh, I think they're like three and four for like most nil money in the wow. country. Yeah. I know Livy Dunn is number one by a lot. Yeah, like making like fifteen twenty million a year. Yeah, but no, I feel like that no, one's a little bit not. different. It's a little bit different because she doesn't make money because of the sport that she's playing is much i mean i guess she does in a sense but like she's an influencer the, the, other, two, the other two are more basketball influencers she's more of just an influencer well the other two are famous off of tiktok too that was kind of their like main thing because they were famous when they i were, know them from basketball that's, you know what progressive but yeah right. they were because they played at fresno state and were like big social media influencers when i think they weren't nearly as good and then they turned out they're pretty pretty damn good yeah one of them's like one of them's good, one of them's not. One not. of them hit the free throw and shushed them. The girls yeah, yeah, shit poppers, cool. which is very. I know. I know that was it was fun. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Why I like the LSU team because you felt like that like NBA Mamba mentality. Like they were real competitors. Like that was fun. And and when I watch a professional sport or college level sport, I want to see like they really care about it. Like I want to make sure you got that dog in them. Exactly. Um, Sean, I got to tell you the story about how I saw the San Diego State buzzer beater. So I was at, yeah. for the other two guys, I was at our mutual friend Zach's uh, birthday. Sorry, and G, this one's just for me. Yeah. 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 A little bit, but it's a fun story. It's actually a fun story for everyone. That's why I'm telling it on the podcast. So I'm in the party. I look at my phone and I've been there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh crap, there's like three minutes left in the game. 
I go on Zach's like, yeah, we don't have cable. So I was like trying to figure out how to sign into my stuff on there, get it on the TV. That makes a lot of sense, by Got the way. Got it on there. have cable. With a minute 20 left in the game. That's Not a bad. single person at the party was paying attention. It was muted. There was music playing. I was just watching. I was trying to get people's attention. And I saw the buzzer. I was like, ah! I was screaming. <laughs> no one was paying attention at all. I was like, what an environment to watch this in. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I think Zach. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get you like a schedule or something. That's what happens when you put games at six oh nine and. That's true. Two oh two. Yeah. What's what's with? Uh, we got to stop talking about the schedule of the games, but. <laughs> <laughs> say what what's with putting them at good times on a saturday and then a horrendous time on a monday night for the fun <laughs> just right i don't get yeah, it I the second it. game started at like 8 <laughs> 30 yeah, it just makes no sense but um I, I i i don't know i don't know i'm not going to justify it for them either um so minge what, what what's going on with ufc this weekend big yeah big big card honestly Maybe not as low key for hardcore fans, but this is my favorite main card of the year. Wow, top to bottom, I love it. Every fight is a honestly has meaning. Big fight across the board. The first fight of the card, that 18 year old kid, youngest UFC fighter, his second fight in the UFC after coming off the contender series. He's fighting a little bit of a tougher guy. I don't know what the line is on that one. I'm sure he's a relatively big favorite. Minus two thirty. Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah. He he's much TV though. He's really good, and uh, yeah, he's gonna be a big star. And then Kevin Holland, really fun fighter. Um, his I think it was his last fight where he fought Hamzat Shemaev, who yeah. is for, for oh, wow. not big UFC fans. Um, he was supposed to fight Nate Diaz, missed weight. Kevin Holland stepped into the main event in that fight. But Kevin, oh no, he fought. I'm sorry, he fought Stephen One Boy Thompson last, and that was probably the fight of the year. Um, I don't. I think that was in January, so that might be the fight of the year this year. Unbelievable fight. He's fighting a, another tough guy, a little bit down in the rankings because he has a couple losses now in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll. He's always really fun to watch. Um, then you got a massive fight in the bantamweight division, which is me and Sean's boy O'Malley's division. Um, <laughs> I, that's the hard if there's any hardcore fan ufc fans they're gonna be pissed that i just said that o'malley's division <laughs> <laughs> they are gonna but rob font versus adrian Giannis, two really good strikers that's gonna be a okay. crazy fight and yeah. then jorge masvidal you guys might all even know him and oh yeah listening might time. know who he is uh jorge masvidal fighting gilbert burns he's a big time underdog in this fight but Another fun guy, big draw. As a as a bigger UFC fan than myself, does it bug you that he keeps getting these big fights just basically based off of the flying knee? <sighs> no, it doesn't piss me off, but it, it kind of makes me sad at this point. Honestly, he he got a boring lo- decision loss to Usman. Yeah, not his clock knocked off in the second fight against Usman. Then he fought. Um, he fought Colby Covington, who I'm not a big fan of. And uh, I like Colby. 54 thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's not surprising. Oh, man, that doesn't say good things about it. <laughs> I, I like what he's – he makes it interesting. He's more entertaining than Usman is. Colby – Colby's and 
Colby's getting the next title shot against Leon. Which who, is who else would they give it to though? Masvidal, Burns. So they don't necessarily have to give it to the winner of this Masvidal Burns fight, but there is a lot of a big backstory for those that don't know. Jorge Masvidal punched Leon Edwards four years ago backstage at a UFC event. Punched him in the face. They called the three piece in the soda. So there's a big backstory there. They have bad blood. Masvidal is ranked like 10, I think, right now, around there. And Burns is ranked 5. So he beats him. Oh, they're hoping. When Leon beat, won the rematch against Kamaru, Dana White could have gone to the press conference and been like, that just made this Masvidal-Burns fight even bigger. If Masvidal wins, look at the story you have there to do a title fight with Leon and Masvidal. But he didn't. He was just like, yep, Kobe's next no matter what. Colby's next. Colby, Colby hasn't has fought anyone in the current top 10. Hasn't beaten anyone in the current top 15 of the UFC. I um, mean, other than giving it uh, Usman another shot, maybe Burns after he beats Masvidal, which I think he, he's going to, like, mop the floor. Masvidal's just getting fed to there's people. There's a guy named Bilal Muhammad who's currently ranked fourth. Uh, fuck Bilal Ooh. Muhammad. I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of him either, but he's won eight in a row. They should – what they should be doing is having him fight Colby to see who's next. Yes, I, I agree. Colby. Colby should fight him because they Colby Bilal... needs to fight a contender. He never fights contenders. Masvidal is his last win, and he's ranked a ten or eleven now. That's fair. I mean, he, he did hang in there with Usman, but yeah, but he doesn't have any wins again. They that's the whole thing is based off that he had two good fights with Usman. That's I, the whole I do get it. He's gonna sell the fight. It's gonna be the biggest. Yeah, that's fight why they're doing it. But I, I just think it was a missed op. Even if they were gonna give it to Colby, it was a missed opportunity to promote this upcoming weekend's fight with Masvidal and Burns. Say, hey, this is the, this is the title contender fight. Um, why is Kamzat not getting a name tossed around to be in that? Uh, he's moving up to one eighty five. They're oh, saying, he's just gonna be yeah. full out of welterweight. I didn't even know yeah, that. That's that's what they're saying right now, at least. I mean, I the fight I, I honestly in the UFC besides any Conor McGregor fight. Um, yes, I'm a Conor McGregor fanboy for those listening. But any other any other guy besides him fighting Colby versus Hamza is what I wanted to see so bad. Really, that would have been an unbelievable fight. I'm, I'm afraid Kamzat would fuck him up. I, I don't think that would be good. To well, it'd be fun too because Colby, correct me if I'm wrong, he's a good wrestler. So I feel like anybody, any anybody that's anybody that's probably racist is a good wrestler. But I feel like Kamzat would just beat him at his own game, like pretty pretty it easy. Sounds like I'm like I'm hating on Colby a lot. He, but to be fair, he is really good. Yeah. unbelievable cardio really good wrestler and that's why he had he does this whole gimmick that he does it's because his style is a little bit more boring than some other yeah. fighters but yeah. uh yeah you're right he does have a boring style kind of but that's the whole thing like he's obviously doing it's a facade i mean he uh the, the story is is that they the ufc told him we're gonna cut you like yeah. you're not good enough you're not exciting enough to be so he just started talking shit and yeah. uh he so, I, yeah this kind of plays into my uh my next thing I was going to bring up, if you got to like build up your facade and everything, is that just going to get worse now that the UFC has agreed to merge with WWE? <laughs> you see that? They're it's, merging as one well, company. They didn't, they didn't merge. Endeavor bought them. Who right. owns the UFC. $9.3 billion. Um, Vince McMahon yeah. bought for a million. I heard, I heard that the UFC is now worth $12 million, yeah. which is nuts. It was when they what sold think it. about it, though? When That's what they sold it in 2016 for four, though. It's tripled right. in yeah. value since then. 
I'm just surprised because, I mean, when you think about like some of these NBA franchises, like franchises, like two, three billion dollars. So, I mean, I guess that UFC valuation kind of makes sense. True. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what other business was more positively impacted by COVID? Honestly, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Vaccines. Pfizer, pharmaceuticals, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hospitals, and morgues. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got dark real fast. All right, <laughs> and um, the U- uh, All right, um, but uh, don't never ask broad rhetorical questions on this podcast. I'll go in a little <laughs> tired too. I'm just <laughs> We're playing it fast and loose, I'm baby. Gonna let it loose for the rest of this. Yeah, but um, I do. I did see that as like a funny thing and. I just want to see Vince McMahon and um, Dana White sit down in a boardroom together and try and come to a consensus agreement on well, what to do. you notice they they have beef, which is I, I'm sure they have beef because they Apparently, have beef with everyone. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, the last time Dana went to an event. McMahon got got him tickets and he put him in the rafters, like in the. <laughs> <laughs> also, Vince McMahon doesn't even look like the same person. I don't know what the hell that was. I haven't seen a picture of him in so long that I've seen it everywhere today, and he looks like he looks like a a, a French villain from a 1930s movie or something. You'd have Didn't to have a sexual harassment charge. He's so had we, a few a handful. He's of those. had a lot of issues. Yeah, he's I'm not a good of, guy. I'm not very privy to the wwe to be honest so with i you. Um, i caught up on it meaning that i read one article that had a paragraph in it <laughs> that's why this is the one i'm informed baby oh yeah <laughs> and uh he actually stepped down as chairman of wwe and then like, came back right a year and a half ago yeah. because of all these sexual assault allegations like did this whole big retirement arc but everybody should have known that the first retirement for a professional wrestler is never the last. No, never. But he came back uh-huh. like a year later and took full <laughs> command of the company again. <laughs> like, How can he? He did. That? He did what Papa John was afraid to do. Oh, there's, there's something wrong with these combat. We're not going to get into the Dana White thing again, but there's something <laughs> wrong with these combat sports uh, promoters, leaders that they just kind of get away with stuff. I guess. Well, for like Vince McMahon, I mean, he would like like there's some videos of him when uh, when when laws and uh, maybe public opinion was a little looser, like 20, 30 years ago. And obviously the whole point of the WWE was like exist right on the edge of like what's OK and what's not OK. And things that were at one point OK or that are now very not OK. Yeah. He is just boldly on video doing. So I think there's a, a, a piece of that that almost makes you a little more bulletproof than maybe another person because you're like. What are you going to pull up? Like the old videos of me saying the N-word a bunch of times? Uh, you got nothing on me. <laughs> it's part of the business. Well, those are pretty damning. I'm, I no, those are terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be I mean, it sounds like a good card overall for the UFC weekend. Um, and then the, uh, the main event, um, we did not touch on yet. But the yeah, main event, back to that. big, big time fight. Um, Israel Adesanya, one of the biggest stars in the UFC right now rematching the guy who's now beat him three times two of them were in kickboxing not in the same sport technically but nonetheless was knocked out by this guy in kickboxing last fight izzy was up three rounds to one goes in the last round two minutes left gets clipped a little bit of a flurry gets clipped again standing knockout standing tko loses the fight loses his belt and now he's going to get it back fourth time's a charm i don't know if 
this other guy's name is Alex Perea, by the way, for people who don't know. I don't know if he just has his number or or what it is, but this guy just has that I don't know what it is, but just he touches you, you go down. You you gotta fight him like you're terrified of being Well, he's massive. Like he looks bigger than anybody in He's enormous. He's a scary, scary guy. Um how much do you think he weighs in the fight, like in the octagon? Probably two fifteen. He weighs in. Fast the band of one eighty five. Probably probably cuts around thirty pounds. Yeah. And he, I, and he I puts heard, on I heard he walks around around two twenty two twenty five. Like when he's not fighting. I didn't know anybody could get back thirty pounds in twenty four hours. That's crazy. Yeah, when you're a little bit bigger, you can. Um, I mean, he doesn't even look like the the weird thing about it. He doesn't even look like absurdly sucked down on the scale. Like. You see some fighters who look like they're about to die when they're weighing in. He doesn't he doesn't look great, but he doesn't look like that. So um but yeah, this this fight is is fantastic. Uh going to be one of those like nerve-wracking, heart-pounding right before it starts main events. Um it's just going to be a massive fight. I I I I uh would advise everyone to tune into all the build-up stuff. I'm sure they're going to do some cut some really good promos for this one. Um what do you talk think? about a bad start time. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I never forget the UFC start times though. <laughs> yeah, because you're staying up specifically you watch them. But at least they're on Saturday. You don't have work the next day. That's so, true. True. Um, Midnight on a Monday would be brutal. Who's who's going to be the most famous celebrity ringside? Uh, I want to see some big names this time I'm around. Thinking, I think you're going to see Tom Brady at this one. Where's the fight? Vegas? Wasn't he at the one in like Saudi Arabia? Tom Brady. Wasn't he at like a really odd one to be at? Classic Brady. <laughs> but um, I would love to see like uh, we're gonna have Wahlberg there. I think. I just, I just have a feeling. Let's have like Will Smith and Chris Rock sitting opposite ends of the arena. That'd I like the uh the one in Britain because they had all the UK celebrities there. Tom Holland was there. It was just funny to see the pan. A couple Game of Thrones people. Yeah, Mason Mount. Yeah, <laughs> soccer player too. I uh, bet uh, I bet Vince McMahon will be in the crowd. Maybe he'll be in the rafters though. You won't see him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Dana doesn't let a grudge go. I mean, the, it's in Miami, so you could get. You oh, could... it's in Miami. That's right. Oh, it's yeah. in Miami. Yeah, it's it's in Masvidal's backyard. Masvidal. Does that mean that it's at a more reasonable hour? No, it's at ten it o'clock. Main card start, baby. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I can't believe I forgot that it was in Miami. Yeah. Do they not I'm think about the fact that the fighters might be a little sleepy? <laughs> we can't do the fight. Is he sleeping backstage? What do you think? Are they training at midnight just to like get used to I'm it? Sure they do. Well, he lives in Australia, so I hope he's been yeah. in Miami for. Don't weeks. they do camps usually where they're fighting? Right. Not doing the camp there, but I'm sure he went out multiple weeks in advance. Yeah. This is the thing I always think about. Maybe other people do too, but I feel like it's super underrated. Is when athletes or teams or ever go to a different time zone to do their event, and that's just another whole added factor in of of doing what they do. Like, that was the big thing in boxing when Cambosis stole the title, and then Devin Haney all of a sudden now has to go all the way to Australia to go fight him, even though he's like definitely the better boxer. He ended up winning, but they're like, that's a tough place to just go do a sporting event and go home. Flip your old day. I yeah. even think about in like basketball when these guys are playing like three, four games a week and they're just jumping from coast to coast, and <laughs> time zone to time zone. 
I think at that point, like the number doesn't even really matter to you. Like you probably have like your own internal clock and you're just you're what you gotta do to be at peak performance for whenever you're playing and the rest. I of used I used to love watching NBA players like like day in the life stuff and they take a nap every single day. Like, I mean, when your whole job is just like playing basketball, you get a good two hour one at, at noon. So they're fine. <laughs> yeah, they're chilling. And then they play 2K for six hours. Yeah, that's most of it. <laughs> Most of it is like That's going to work out or going to get food because they're not making it. Right, right. Um, is anybody here going to watch? Start watching the other big sporting event this weekend. What is that? Masters. The Masters. Or is that the next? Oh, one? Yeah, not yeah. this weekend. What this a weekend is... of sports, Loki. Yeah, those are the low key ones. Do we want to run through some uh, hot names? Sure, fire away. So obviously, Scotty Scheffler's been playing really well. John Rahm already has a couple wins under his belt. So those are the two PGA guys I would be watching out for. Brooks, apparently. He's coming in from the live tour, Jeeve. Give him to me. Brooks yeah, Kepka has been making some noise on the live tour. He's looking like he's in good form. So it'll be interesting to see if he can pull anything out. Where have they been broadcasting the live tour? I've seen nothing about it. It's like some random British dude. Maybe not random, but like... If it, the Lip Tour got the platform, it deserved. It was... <laughs> John, it's on ABC. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, it'll be interesting to see those guys come back a little bit. I, I saw that like uh, like whatever the PFF equivalent for golf is or you know something like that said that uh, Morikawa had the best odds and he's like pretty low on the betting odds. I think he's, he's twenty two. Pretty well. That's not a horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you mean he has the best odds if he if he doesn't have the best odds? No, it's like one of those like five. Uh, oh my god, I don't even remember what that's called. Five twenty seven. Uh, some some series of three numbers. Uh, well, like you know, one of those that like reads into the analytics and like oh, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's twenty five uh, to one. Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler won it last year. I I I don't Five think Smith is there. Only plus six fifty two. He's a favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's good value in Tiger plus six thousand. No, <laughs> great value. Give it to me. I, I like good Man value. Loves Augusta. Donate. you and I just a guy that I really want to wear the green jacket is Tony Finau after watching the yeah. I would love him. He's at plus twenty eight hundred, mm. so possible because he's around like not without counting like fifteen, I think here. Um, but I'd love to see him to wear it. But I, I also I don't know if I'm picking off the board here, throwing a dart. Salatoris, give him to me at plus sixteen. Oh, my, Sean, that's so weird. I, I was about to say <laughs> Will Salatoris plus sixteen hundred. I like it down there. Six hey, wait, plus sixteen hundred. I've got him. Looks plus like we got a group bet here on Salatoris, huh? We, well, wow. I got him at thirty-five yeah, that, to one. That's crazy. Um, the action network. That's, I also I, like Max Homa at twenty-five to oh, one on DraftKings. Salatars, Murakawa, and Homa are all tied odds here. I'm seeing plus sixteen, right? DraftKings has him at thirty-five to one for Salatars, so definitely bet DraftKings. Man, there's got to be some interesting uh, gambling arbitrage going on between. That is a huge discrepancy. It is, and I think I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would smash on. that before DraftKings. Hey, what is it? What does it happen at? Plus thirty five hundred. Thirty five to one. Okay, well, I was looking at a CBS article, so let's not let's take that with a grain of salt. Yo, yo, yo! VJ Singh is plus one hundred and fifty thousand. It's his time. <laughs> he's a legit. I think he has won a green jacket, right? Has he? Yeah, he has. 
Yeah. Yes. I, I saw him live play before. Uh, it was cool. Phil's plus 20,000. That's Matsuyama, 40 to Oh, Will, Will Zaltorius is plus 3,700 on FanDuel as well. Huh. Oh. I, Sean, I don't know where, what we were looking at there, but I'm looking at CBS, the home. Well, that's probably why. That's what I, I was looking at. The same <laughs> article. I was looking at the same article you were. It's not right, Sean. <laughs> you're gonna want to go off of it. I'm taking my oh, boy JT I, as I well. See, uh, uh, George Brand here is only plus two thousand to win the the Masters this year. Huh. The way I played it. yesterday, I that might be true. I oh, able yeah, to shoot eighty six, but that that by far my PB. I was dialed in on the irons. Couldn't well, cover the shit, but didn't matter. Six is pretty solid. I was I thrilled. Played, ground. I played a pretty easy course, but I was very satisfied with my 93. Nice. Where did you play? Uh, Langston in D.C. Hmm. Which the front nine is super easy, and then the back nine is like playing a whole different course. So you have to score really well in the front <laughs> and, and then hope you don't go OB 20 times on the back. Um, but it was a good day. It's a good day. Glad um, to get you back. So you were too deep. Sean, what are what are my official odds for Masters 2023? Minge, I mean, I saw you have the biggest choke job ever to win a three putt pot. I don't know if there are any listeners. Uh, my dad and Minge and I went and played golf one day. Play a little game called three putt. Where every time you three putt, you got to put a buck in the pot. Um, and one person holds it when they three putt, they give it up to the next person. Minge had it on 18. They had a long putt, and you put it within what? What would you say? A foot? Uh, it, it, one and a half. It was a, it was a tight breaker downhill. One oh, and it, <laughs> it was. It was flat within a foot, and Minge stepped off it about 14 times. There was a wedding party watching from the patio of the golf club. I forgot about that. Yeah, there was a party <laughs> watching. I stepped off. I was choking. I was. People probably thought this putt was for like ten thousand dollars. The amount of times he got set and then had to walk off of it. It was, it was like a foot, and he pushed it around. <laughs> that, was, that was a tough one. I didn't have to relive that here. Yep, I had to put you on blast. Now the airwaves. Yeah, yeah live. That's gonna. That's gonna. Just so everybody knows in the bracket pool that's pissed off that a dude that put, picked Purdue to win the entire bracket won it. <laughs> And my odds, my odds for the Masters are about to fly up, Sean, after you just told that story. <laughs> no Congratulations money. to Cole Harford as well for coming in second. Oh, did he? Nice. Wait, how about uh how about our uh, um absent UFC buddy coming in dead last? Did Josh come in dead last? Dead no, last. I think he made two though. So well, one of them was the one of the worst brackets you could have possibly had. Yeah, 270 like points. In a year like this, to get last, too, is I'm going to project next year, we keep the winner at 80%, second place gets 15 and last place gets 5% of the money. Because I, I think I, – I like that. It's, hard yeah, to it's, almost, it's almost hard to get last. Yeah. <laughs> like, That'd be good from the uninformed team. I don't to, mind. Yeah, that's that should be a theme. Uninformed. Yeah, give a little money to the uh, painfully uninformed. Absolutely. Maybe I'll give him a tip this year out of my winnings. We'll see. <laughs> um, you guys want to round it off with some uh with some picks for the for the card? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Um feel free to chime in, guys. I'll throw out the odds for you too. We got start with I guess we'll start with the bottom of the main card. 
Raul Rojas, Rojas Jr., excuse me, versus Christian Rodriguez, minus 245. Easy one for me. Going with Rojas. Um, no odds on the, on the type of win yet, at least on Fandle, so nothing there, but just him to win. Money line is should be a one. Maybe use that in a parlay. Um, Kevin so Holland. Go ahead. I, I'll be interested to hear when those odds come out, uh, but I think submission yeah. is – uh, as long as I get like plus one fifty or better, I, I'm taking that. Great call, Algie. He, uh, I think four or five of his seven uh, MMA wins are by submission. So that is that's a good call out. He's so silky. Uh, I'm so excited to watch him. He's a fun dude. He's a fun dude. He's got a good personality too. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a stud. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Santiago Pazanibio. Um, I'm going with Pazanibio. I hope I didn't butcher your last name. I think I got it right. Um, Picked him to win. It doesn't matter. On a skid, I like him a lot, but I think it's a tough matchup. He is plus um, – uh, Kevin Holland is minus 295. So they were trying to give him a win here, but I think he's going to slip again. Um, one of the one of the most interesting fights on the card, in my opinion, Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with either of these guys. I know Yanez. Um, yeah, I like Giannis, minus 186. I think a, a nice play would be him by KO. Uh, TKO probably be around plus. I can't imagine it's going to be that that high. Probably like well, plus 150-ish, if I had to guess. Uh, might want to snag that. Burns, Masvidal. Burns submission sounds good to me. Um, if you want to flow throw a flyer out there, Masvidal KO. But Burns submission is uh, going to be my pick whenever that comes out. And then uh, to round it out with the main event, I'm going back with Izzy. Fun <laughs> stat, only 12% of title holders who lost their title and came back with an immediate rematch have won it back. Only 12% have won. But I think Izzy's different. I'm surprised he's favored. I'm not. It's just he was really dominating that last play. It's similar to the Usman-Leon situation we saw a few weeks back. Um he was... How many times do you have to get beat up by somebody? <laughs> yeah, if you said, all right, we're going to make this line, what information do we have in the past to create it? You guys oh, they've actually they fought before. Three times they've fought before. Oh, wow. We only have a minute left. Do you guys think of another situation of someone beating someone in anything three times in a row and then being the underdog in the fourth, the fourth matchup? I can't. Something similar to that? It'd have to be injury-induced if it was. I am interested to see Izzy's plan, but I, I like Perea. I'm taking Perea. Uh, one of you guys said he's going to do some wrestling. I agree with that. Um, well, I'm looking forward to the card this week. It's packed Masters, the card, Final Fours tonight. Um, it's good having you on, Minch. Yeah.